You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. You guys are getting a very special version of me tonight. The reason you're getting a special version of me is because I've had a lot of Celsius and zero dinner. So... I've had people tell me that I act like Dr. Matt. I don't know if that's a compliment or a diss. We're going we're gonna to call it a compliment. But if I seem overly energetic and excited, it's because I am. If I seem passionate about what we're going to talk about tonight, it's because I am. It's because I believe that in the house of God, when the power of God is able to hit you and I and begin to shift and change how we view something in our world, can I tell you that it empowers you to live a life the way that God intended for you to live? I'm here to tell you tonight that as a Christian, as a believer, someone who has said yes to the power of Jesus Christ, you and I are meant to live our lives at a certain setting. And my job as a pastor, my job as a leader is to help you adjust that dial so that you're in alignment and in tune with how God needs you to operate. Because there's a family that needs you. There's a world that needs you. There's a city that needs you. Your kids who need you. Your spouse who needs you to understand that your life, there's an enemy of your soul whose only job, their mission, their purpose, his scheme is to kill, steal, and destroy from your life. What an idiot. We already know his plan. We've got the blueprint of what he's going to try to do to try to kill, steal, and destroy. The Bible says this in 1 Kings 20, 22. It says, the prophet visited the king of Israel, the man in charge, the man leading the people, and instructed him, go, fortify your defenses. Determine what you must do. For in the spring, the king of Syria will attack you. A man of God visits someone in leadership, someone who has authority, someone who is leading men, and tells them, go. Fortify your defenses. Make your towns, your cities, your buildings, everything that you are protecting, make it strong because there's an enemy that's coming your way. I don't want to be naive to the fact that there is an enemy of your soul whose perfect mission and plan is to take you out, to steal joy from your life, to destroy the thing that you're building, the legacy that you're building. That's his main focus and his only job. But since you and I know the plan, we know how to prepare for it, right? We do this thing in youth, and if you guys can play along with me, I would really love that. Amen is good. Yes is good. Shoot is good. I like the yeehaw, personally. Y'all get it. If I say something good, you just say yeehaw. I'll hear you. I'll know. And here's the thing. You know, I'm not not a master of war. I'm not, like, this big strategist. I'm not a general, like, you know, Pastor Jesse. But I do understand... I do understand that if I was in a war and my job was to take over a territory or to wipe out an enemy or to kill, steal, and destroy them, the easiest and the most obvious thing to do is go after the weak people first, right? You go after the weak settlements, the weak camps, the weak castles, the weak strongholds. You go after them first because then you have a foothold to be able to continue the rest of your campaign. We all agree? Not a master of war, but that makes sense, right? Pretty easy math. You go after the weak ones first. I believe in the house of God, we're all meant to be fortified so that when the enemy comes to your door, he says, shoot, another fortified believer, someone who knows the word of God, someone who has the power of the Holy Spirit, and it would deter them. It would deter him. Shoot, they go to Awakened Church. They know their Bible. They know the power of the Holy Spirit. They go to men's and women's prayer. They have kids in youth ministry. They have vision builders. They understand the power that I've given them because I've already revealed to them the plan that the enemy has. And I believe that every Christian has the ability and the capacity to fortify their life in such a way when the enemy shows up on their doorstep, he is confronted with such a fortification of belief that he is is forced to go and find someone else. You want to be those kind of people? I'm going to teach you how. I'm going to teach you how. For the business people in here, it's not about the money that you make. It's about the money you keep, right? 
It's not about the acquaintances that you make, but it's about the friends that you have. And I know so many people that in their world falls apart. Marissa and I deal with pastoral care stuff all the time. And we love to do what we get to do because we love seeing God get to show up and show people where they need to rely on him, where they need to trust him, where they can empower him. But here's what I know is that when these people come to us and if I ask them questions like, okay, like where did it all go wrong? Where was the gap in your armor, the gap in your defenses? The Bible says this, that the enemy comes in like a flood. I don't know if you know much about floods, but they find weak points. They find points where it's not guarded. There's not a dam built. There's not a wall. There's nothing keeping that water out. And it all funnels, even if there's a hundred foot wall, if there's a six inch gap, guess where that water's going? Listen, you and I have to be aware and be honest with ourselves that there are probably gaps in our lives that we need to spend some time and spend some intentionality to fortify so that when that water, when that flood comes, we're like, no, sir, this is watertight and sealed. The Bible says this. You guys ready to hear what the Bible says? Are we a Bible-believing church? Come on, are we a Bible-bringing church? Come on, love that. I'm just gonna spout them out to you really quick. You good? Rapid fire. Just to, I need to convince you. I need, to, I need you to understand that what I'm saying is real deal. You ready? The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your soul. Who keeps us in life and does not allow our feet to slip. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forever. I need you to understand how long that is. That's a long time. That's a good long time. His promise is that he will keep you safe, that he will preserve you, that he will fortify your life. But the unfortunate thing that most Christians miss is that yes, God is all powerful and he's all capable and he is willing to do that, but he sometimes needs you and I to do the work, to get disciplined, to understand that we can actually fortify our lives with partnership with him. It's gonna be fun. Celsius, official sponsor of summer camp. Hey, are there any high schoolers in here? I tricked you. I totally tricked you. Hey, listen, every Wednesday at the same time that this service is going on, Pastor Connor and his incredible team is having their own youth uh, service. My bride is in there preaching right now. If you're a high school student, listen, this is awesome. You think I'm a good preacher? Wait till you hear my wife. Wait till you hear Pastor Connor. Get in there. There's kids that you need to be around. You need to know what's going on in your life. You guys can be friends. Amen? Okay. You guys taking notes? I usually, I'm usually not like a note, you know, preacher, like a point guy. I always get to like, you know, submitting for the slide and like the title and that stuff. I'm like, do you have any points? I'm like, not available. I just like roll for it, but I have points. I told you, you guys are getting a special version of me tonight. Number one, fortify yourself with the word of God. Also, my message is called fortified. Bam. Come on. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> message is called fortified. Number one is fortify yourself with the word of God. I'm here to challenge you tonight. Do you know what the word of God says? More importantly, do you do what the word of God says? I grew up in, you know, my mom, my brothers and I, I was, I'm the oldest of six kids. I have two younger brothers and triplet sisters, y'all. I know, I know. My mom, my mom and dad had, had all boys and like, we want a girl. So they tried for three years and God gave them exactly what they wanted and they got triplets, three girls. My mom's, my mom's a saint. But I remember all of my life growing up, my mom would quote scripture at me. And if I'm telling you the truth, like, I was like, dude, this is boring. I know this already. Like, stop. I'd be like, I hate my brother. I hate him. I'm going to kill him. And I meant it too. And she would say, she would say, Sterling, the Bible says that if you say that you love me and hate your brother, that the truth is not in you, that you're a liar. I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> all right. Well, I dislike him a lot. <laughs> But looking back, I'm 31 years old now. I know I look 19 still, but I'm 31 years old. 
And I'm so glad that my mom set an atmosphere in our home where the power of God, the scripture of God, the word of God was so commonplace that I actually had it ingrained in my mind. And even to this day, I'll be like, man, when did I like sit down and learn this scripture? When did I know what this Bible says? And my mom's voice is in my ear. Parents, can I tell you the way that you lead your house using the word of God, empowering what the Bible says, making this a common part of your life. I'm here to tell you, listen, listen, your kids who are in kids class, your junior highers, your high schools, they are listening and watching how you operate. And do not be fooled for a moment that when they come to this church on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night, that they're just going off to some cute little class and maybe they have a game and they draw you a picture that you throw away. No, no, no. Listen. I've met eight years old who know more Bible than most believers who have been believers for a long time. But listen, when you get the word of God inside of your heart, you begin to fortify your life. And here's what I mean by that. When I was young, I, people would tell me all the time, dude, you should be a lawyer, you should be a lawyer, you should be a lawyer, you just love to argue. <laughs> Unfortunately, my wife feels the same way. She tells me, oh shoot. She tells me, hey listen, you, you don't listen to listen, you listen to respond. That's something I'm working on. I'm figuring that out, but she's totally right. But you know what makes it even more fun? Is when you have the exact right answer to win the argument and you just wait and you wait and you wait. And then your time comes and you strike. The reason I think people said that I'd be a good lawyer and that I'd be able to argue is because when I know that the answer is right, I'm ready to fight anybody. Can I tell you, when you get the word of God in your heart and you are certain of what the word of God says, any fight that you go into, you're ready to battle them because you already know what it says. You already know what is written. You know what I love about Jesus? He gets baptized, goes out in the wilderness for 40 days, and the devil has to come and try to negotiate with him. You know why the devil has to negotiate with him? Because he knows that Jesus knows what was written. He didn't say, hey, maybe if you could, maybe, hey, hey put you on top of the hill, all of a sudden, no, 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 it's written. It is written, I know what the word of God says. I do what the word of God says. I have it in my heart and in me. So in my life, listen, the Bible says this. It says, take your thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. Here's my anticipation or my, uh, what's the word? This is how I explain it. Yeah, big words. This is how I explain it. All throughout your day, thoughts will cross your head. Yes? One for one so far, perfect. Good thoughts, bad thoughts, bored thoughts, tired thoughts. Thoughts will cross your mind, right? As a believer and as a Christian, you have the power and the capability that when a thought that is not from God crosses your mind to, excuse me, sir, you have no jurisdiction here. You do not have a place in my mind. You do not have a place in my heart. You do not have a place in my soul. But you know what's more fun than just stopping it and grabbing it? Oh, Sterling, you're not going to preach good tonight. You're going to blow it. No one's going to listen. God's not going to show up. Holy Spirit's not going to be. The word of God never returns void. I've been empowered to preach the gospel. Listen, and if you can start to learn, you can start to learn when these thoughts start coming across your radar, yes, grab them, take them captive to the obedience of Christ. But when you have the answer to win the argument, you know what the word of God says, you respond and you win that battle right then and there. Can I tell you that when you fortify your life with the word of God, there is no thought that can come across your mind that you not have the power to defeat. Fortify your life with the word of God. Do you have an arsenal of scripture to combat and to defeat the enemy of your time? I love Balboa Campus because Pastor Quacha Davis is there. She is a fireball and she cracks me up every service. You know, whoever's preaching, they'll, they'll quote the scripture and she'll say, that's what it says. <laughs> or you'll be like halfway through reading and like I know she's gonna do it every time. So just like let her do it. And she'll, she'll finish the scripture. I'm like Pastor Quacha, everybody. 
But listen, she has built up an arsenal. She has dug the well. My dream Sunday would go something like this. I would get to the service. I would go get a coffee. I would greet all my friends and say hi to everybody. Don't you guys love that about coming to church? You get to see all your friends on a Wednesday and a Sunday. Like, how cool is that? And I would go into service and worship would be lit. And, you know, someone would get up and do an amazing tithe offering like Ryan Stelzner. And they would go back into worship. And this is my dream. Like, if this happened, I would be pumped out of my mind. It's the last song before the preacher's about to come up. And the service director would come up to me and say, Pastor Sterling, hey, uh, Pastor Jurgen thought that he was at Eastlake, uh, but not at, he was supposed to be preaching at Balboa. So he's, he's down there. You need to preach right now. You're preaching. <laughs> that would be like my dream come true. Because listen, you know what it would do? It would test how deep my well is. It would test what do I have in me right now? What has God been revealing to me that week? What have I been hearing his voice say then and there? Listen, I hope it happens. Pastor Tom got to do that for Mother's Day. And I think that's where I got that idea. It's like, you're so lucky, bro. But it would test my will. It would put a pulse on, what do I really know about what the word of God says? And do I actually do what it says? And do I believe that if I know the word of God, that my life gets fortified? Are we gonna be a people who have fortified their lives with the word of God? Come on. It is written. Bible says this, I weep because of sorrow. Fortify me according to your word. The Holy Spirit's job, he's got a few of them. and He's really good at them all. His job is to encourage you, to comfort you, to empower you, to reveal to you, to highlight things to you. But I love one of the functions of the Holy Spirit is his job is to help you remember and to recall. To help you remember and recall the moment you gave your life to Christ. To help you remember and recall you saw someone get prayed for and get healed. I'll never forget the first time that I saw someone get prayed for and miraculously healed. It's ingrained in me forever. But the Holy Spirit's job is to help remind you when those thoughts are coming across your mind, what the word of God says so that you can counteract and defeat that nasty thought that's coming and say, no, 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 sir, you do not have jurisdiction here. Instead, this is what the word of God says. Listen, the reason that we have a Bible in a year is not so it's a cool campaign and we can talk about it and shoot all these really really pretty videos. The most important thing for a believer to do is to spend time knowing the God of the Bible and knowing what is written in this book. I'm here to challenge you. Don't get mad at me. It's not, it's not my fault. If you are not spending time in your Bible, it's time to make the adjustment. It's time to turn that dial. It's time to turn that dial and make the change. Because listen, your life needs to be fortified by the word of God. Can I get a yeehaw? Y'all are getting it. Y'all are getting it. Does the Bible have a final authority over your life? has final authority in my life. The Bible says this, his word is a lamp to my feet. So many people don't know where they're going because they can't see in front of them. The Bible says this, how can a young person keep their way pure? By living according to your word. You gotta know the word in order to live according to it. Just read your Bibles. (laughs) Point number two. (laughs) Man, that clock goes fast sometimes. Fortify yourself with the right people. Bible says this, he said to the people of Judah, let's build these cities and fortify them with walls, towers, and barred gates. The land remains ours because we have followed the Lord our God, our God, and he has made us secure on all sides. So they built the cities and they prospered. Men, this is gonna hurt you a little bit, but I need you to catch this. You cannot defend a castle by yourself. You cannot defend a castle by yourself. It is impossible to defend all sides by yourself. 
The question I need to pose to you today is who are the people when the enemy of your life is coming to steal, kill, and destroy that you have them on hotline to call and say, hey, here's the enemy that's coming my way. I need you and all my boys to gather around so that we can take this thing out. You need to fortify yourself with the right people. Sometimes, sometimes you need to call a friend into the fight. Pastor Jamin and Lindsay Mentor do this better than most people that I know. They have people around them at any point in time, any circumstance, situation, trouble, frustration, or disappointment. They have us on hotline to call us and to involve us. I want to do this. I wasn't planning to do this. If you are an eMERGE captain, don't, don't stand up yet. If you are an eMERGE captain or a connect leader, stand up to your feet, please. Yeah, give them a round of applause. Okay, stay standing. Stay standing. If you're here tonight and you're going, I don't know who to call into the fight. I don't know who to trust when the enemy of my life is coming at me like a flood. I don't know how to fortify myself with those friends. This is a great place to start. This is a great place to start. There are people in this church who are trustworthy, who are empowered by the Holy Spirit to lead and to help you fortify your life. But you have to do it with the right people. Can I get a yeehaw? Now, something very near and dear to my heart is the the trilogy, the epic of Lord of the Rings. And of course, I do have a clip to share. Muster the Rohirrim. 
goodness. If you're not feeling anything tonight, I know now you are. Listen, if you haven't seen Lord of the Rings, don't worry. We're going to have a special group of people praying for you afterwards. Pastor Mike Finn's going to be there. I love, I love this scene. This is exactly what I'm talking about. When an enemy is at your doorstep, when impending doom is on the way, when someone who's trying to take you out and wipe you from the face of the earth, you have to have someone that you can call when it's time to get some aid along your side. Do you have the right people in your life when it's all going down the drain? Listen, you don't have to use fire signals. Send them a text, give them a call, grab them in the lobby. Do you have the right people in your life fortifying your life? Do you know how many people I would have to lie to to ruin my life? I would have to lie to Pastor Matt. I'd have to lie to Pastor John. I'd have to lie to Mike Finn. I'd have to lie to Pastor. I would have to make so many bad decisions in a row to ruin my life because my life has been fortified with the right people. I know it's so interesting, that little, that little snake dude, Aramir or whatever, he sees that the beacon has been lit and he pulls back all mean and angry because he doesn't want help to be on the way. Listen, the greatest trap that a Christian can fall into is where they lack transparency and vulnerability to actually admit, I need someone else to come into the fight. I would say this, without transparency, there can be no intimacy. There can be no deep level of connection. I wanna be the friend that people know when it's going down, they hit me up. They know I'm bringing my sword. They know I'm bringing my warriors. They know I'm showing up to their castle and pretending that it's my own and defending it with all that I have. Do you have the right people in your life to fortify your life? When was the last time that you asked someone in your life to hold you accountable? Now, now, here, here's the thing. I'm just gonna say this. Some things Christians ruin for everybody else. They're just... If you've been around church, you know, there's some things Christians just like ruin it for everybody else. Tambourines and flags. Okay, we're not going to go there. But for a long time, the definition of accountability is that I'm going to tell you when I've messed up. And I expect you to check in on me and send me text messages and ask, hey, did you slip up again? Did you do that thing again? I wonder if we changed our definition of accountability, how much more power it would have in our life. The definition, of, the definition of accountability that I like is that I'm gonna tell you before I even get there. I'm not gonna tell you where I messed up. I'm gonna bring you into it so that I never end up there. Do you have the people in your life that you can be accountable with? When was the last time you asked for help? When was the last time you were faced with something that you couldn't handle on your own? When was the last time you called a pastor, a connect leader, a ministry lead, an emerge captain, a friend? I want everyone to just do this and to take an inventory, take a pulse tonight. There's research that shows, it's from a group called Barna. They do research on humans and churches and organizations. They found something incredibly intriguing. It takes three to five bad decisions in a row to completely destroy and ruin your life. Three to five bad decisions in a row to completely ruin your life. Do you know how I combat that? I just get me three to five stud friends. I just get me three to five friends that I know when it's time to go to war, when stuff's going on with my family, when I'm feeling frustrated or disappointed, or I don't know what's next, I say, you know what? I'm fortifying myself with the right people in my world so that I know when I call them, they come a running. It's time tonight, listen, it's time tonight to identify those people and to give them leverage into your world. There's a tremendous amount of power and vulnerability a tremendous amount of power at being transparent. 
But it's easy to talk about, it's harder to do. I challenge you tonight, even write these people on your phone, write them on a list. These are my warrior buddies. When my castle's under attack, when their castle's under attack, do we know that we have each other's back? Fortify your life with the right people. You guys good? Number three, fortify yourself with the certainty of who God is. God made me a certain way. He made me to hate things that are uncertain. I'll give you an example. When I get to Disneyland, I love Disneyland. And it'll say something garbage like approximate wait time, 45 minutes. I'm like, bro, is it 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 35? Is it actually 45 minutes or is it an hour? I hate the uncertainty of that. Or I'll call my phone company. Thank you for calling Verizon. We're sorry. We're experiencing high volumes of calls at this time. Your approximate wait time is 43 minutes. I'm like, and then they answer in three minutes. I'm like, I need, I hate the uncertainty. I hate the uncertainty. Can you imagine winning the lotto? And it says estimated lotto winnings, $55 million. They're like, hey, Mr. Pyle, we're so sorry. We were off by two zeros. We estimate that you are angry. <laughs> Listen, God has made you and I to live our lives with certainty and who he is and how he operates. Do you believe tonight that God is who he says he is? And beyond that, do you believe that he does what he says that he does? When you open up these words, are they just that? Are they words? Are they an expression of love and trust? You have to empower and fortify your life with the certainty of God and who he is. To tell you the truth, I couldn't serve a God who was uncertain. I couldn't serve a God where I didn't know his character, where I couldn't trust how he works, that I couldn't believe that for my life he saw the best. I couldn't serve a God like that. But I found a God who is certain. Even in an unknown future, I have a known God. Even in an uncertain future, I have a God who is certain. Tonight, I need you to know that I've made the decision. I don't say this braggadociously. I don't say this cocky. So if you view it that way, please give me, give me the grace to understand that's not how I'm trying to portray this. When I was a young man, my grandmother was taken away to the hospital. She was on life support and they had to do a five-way bypass. What that means is the arteries to her heart were basically clogged, blood wasn't flowing. It's not good. Your respiratory system is supposed to work differently than that. And it's a very intense surgery. They literally have to cut open both of your arms, both of your legs, your chest wide open. And they take the arteries from the healthy parts of your legs and your arms and they replace the arteries in your heart. I remember she barely survived and I was, I was faced with the fact that I might lose my Mimi. I love her to death. She's a woman of God. She's been a pastor all of her life. She showed me what it looks like to love Jesus. And I remember a few years later, the same thing happened to my grandpa. Five-way bypass, same situation in the hospital, cut open arms, cut open legs. And I can remember seeing the scars. I mean, they're big old scars, like gnarly scars. They're not like a little cut. And I remember hearing and reading, this was like when Google first came out on the internet. <laughs> I started looking up five-way bypasses, heart conditions, respiratory failure, heart attack ratio. I started looking up all this stuff. And a fear gripped me when I was a young man that I had learned that this kind of disease, this kind of failure, this kind of you know, condition was hereditary which meant that it could go to my mom and eventually it could come to me. And I remember being gripped with that fear of, man, 
if, if this is gonna come my way, I'm gonna do everything in my power to make sure that I'm not, this is not gonna take me out. This is not gonna affect me. Now, remind you, I grew up in church. I was born on a Thursday in church on a Sunday. So I, I've been around. But I remember going, okay, I'm just gonna work out harder than anybody. I was yoked in high school, y'all. <laughs> Trust me. I ate really, really clean. I focused on my cardio. I was like scheduling my own doctor appointments, my own checkups. But I was trying to resist what I thought was out there by myself. Listen, worry is making payments on something you're never gonna own. You can have the band come up. And I remember being about 19 or 20. I remember the phase in my life that this was. And I remember God speaking to me and saying, yeah, the reason that you're uncertain about your future, about how your health is gonna be, how this is gonna affect or not affect you, is because you haven't quite crossed the line and stepped across the line in certainty with me. And I remember feeling challenged as a young man of, shoot, you're right. And when I was 19 or 20 years old, I made the transition, I made the change to say, you know what, the things that I could do on my own, the, the steps that I could take, look, help, being healthy is awesome. Please be healthy, eat the right food, work out. But for me, it was a spiritual thing that I had to have a certainty that I knew that God was who he says he was and he did what he said that he did. I remember reading through scriptures that the price for my healing has already been paid. That God loves me and wouldn't inflict me with something like that. By the way, God does not give you sicknesses. He takes them away. Now I remember this moment, I'm over time, but it's okay. I remember that moment of understanding and realizing that I'm so certain that God is who he says he is and he will do that he says that he does. I remember the weight of that worry, of that fear coming off me. It's like I was on the moon. I was just like, just, I was so light. I remember an issue in, in our church family across the world today is that people have said yes to Jesus They've prayed a prayer. They've accepted him into their heart. They come to church on a Sunday. They serve on a team. They, they do all of those things. But the truth is in their heart of hearts, they haven't walked across the line of certainty with him yet. And I, I said that I don't say this braggadociously, but from what I was 10 years ago to where I am now, I'm making this as a declaration of faith. So you can agree with me when I'm done. That there is no sickness that can enter my body that would take me out. There is nothing that can keep me from my calling. There is nothing that can keep me from the future that God has for me. There is nothing that will keep me for the blessing that he has in front of me. There is nothing that can take me out, destroy me, kill from me, steal from me. There is nothing in this world because I am certain that there is a God who can combat and can defeat them at every single turn. I went to the doctor and they said, Sterling, cancer has invaded your body. I'm like, punk, wait till I come back in a month. Local pastor has cancer cured in one month. Listen, I'm certain. And now I live with a confidence that there is nothing that will take me out or destroy me or kill me. I need everyone in this room to stand to your feet because this is where the moment is right here. This is where the moment is. This is the reason you're here tonight. There's two groups of people that I'm gonna pray for. 
In this house, we are a house who believes in salvation. We believe that when you say yes to Jesus, that your world shifts and changes, that eternity is unlocked, that all of a sudden the relationship between you and God is an open way. But can I tell you that to every single service, the reason we ask is because it's the most important question that we can ask. With every head bowed and eyes closed, and I, I wanna make this very simple for you. Tonight, you are uncertain if God is real. You are uncertain if he knows you. You are uncertain if he even cares. You are uncertain that this book is final authority. You're living with uncertainty and worry and doubt. Can I tell you that the moment that you say yes to Jesus Christ, his power fills you in such a way that now all of a sudden you are equipped to fortify your life with the word of God He brings the right people around you. Listen, this journey is not meant to be done alone. You cannot defend a castle by yourself. But can I tell you that it unlocks, it unlocks, it unlocks a certainty that you know that he loves you. And listen, this is all he wants from you is for you to love him. Here's the thing, he already knows you. He just wants you to know him. There is nothing blocking you from complete access to heaven except for you. And so tonight, very simply, I want to ask the question, if it's time, and you know the question, you can even feel it right now. Tonight, I'm going to say yes to Jesus. I'm going to become a believer. I'm going to begin to understand what it is to follow him, to love him, to know him. The Bible says this, that if you confess with your mouth and believe it in your heart that Jesus Christ is Savior, that you will be saved. Tonight, I can't judge, I can't weigh, I can't know what you're believing in your heart, but you do. You know the shift that's about to take place. You believe it in your heart and the Bible says confess it with your mouth. The reason we pray this together is because there's power in confessing with your mouth who he is. If that's you in this place, no one's gonna look around. Listen, you're believing in your heart. You've already done that part. I want you to physically raise your hand when I count to three and we're gonna pray together to seal the deal. One, two, three. Yeah, awesome, fantastic. Yes, thank you, yep. Good looking dude on the left. Yep, ma'am right here. Listen, be certain. Be certain. Yes, right here, ma'am. I see you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Yeah, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Yes, come on. Be certain. Your eternity is being secured. Your future is being secured. Power from heaven is your resource now. Holy Spirit is going to be your closest friend. Come on, the church of God, the house of God is where you get to walk this thing out. For those of you that raise your hands, we're all going to pray this together. Everyone's going to pray it with you. Come on, you know the jam. Pray after me, say right now, Jesus, I declare that I am certain of who you are, that you do what you say you do, that you love me, that you care for me, that you know me. And from this moment forward, I declare vocally that God is my father, that heaven is my home, that peace is my portion, that Jesus is my savior, And right now I declare, I'm ready for it. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen. Come on, let's give these people a round of applause. Second group of people, second group of people, second group of people. If there's even an ounce of you knowing you need to do this, I'm encouraging you. You need to do it for you. 
You need to do it for your spouse. You need to do it for your family. You need to do it for your city. You need to do it for the legacy that you are building and leaving. You cannot live your life unfortified. The moment that you say yes to the journey of fortifying your life with the power of God, to finding the right people to do this with, that you can call on in times of battle, and for you to say yes and to cross that line of certainty. Here's the people that I'm talking to tonight. You've prayed the prayer. You've said yes. You believe in Jesus, you read your Bible, you show up to church, but there's still this uncertainty. Is he really? Will he really? Can I really? Is it going? Can I tell you to put that uncertainty to death and walk out of this room tonight with a certainty in your heart, with a fortification in your heart? Here's what I wanna do. If that's you, it's time to get certain. You come down to the altar right now. You come down to the altar. It's time to get certain. It's time to cross that line. It's time to say, listen, there's some people in here who are dealing with the fear of getting sick. Come down here and get rid of it. Don't leave this place without it. Come on down, come on down, come on down. Listen, there's nothing weak about fortifying your life. There is nothing weak about getting Jesus involved. Let's go. Let's go. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Here's how the Holy Spirit works. He drops. He drops down, and his job is to encourage, to comfort, to empower. Listen, it is the greatest feeling because that's how we were made to operate. You to put your hands out in front of you. I'm gonna pray for you, and here's what's gonna happen. The Holy Spirit is gonna come. His job is also to illuminate and to highlight things. Don't be surprised if the thing that you're dealing with, the, the blind spot in your life becomes aware to you. Listen, he's doing it because he loves you. He wants to remove it. He wants to fortify you. He wants to strengthen you. He wants to make it so that there's nothing in your world that can take you out, destroy you, hurt you, or steal from you. If you're up in the, the pew still, reach your hands out towards these people. Something's about to shift tonight. Something supernatural is about to happen. God of heaven and earth, I thank you for who you are, that you are a God of all power, of all might, of all strength. God, I thank you that the greatest joy in your heart is to see your people follow after you, to fall in love with you, to know you, to understand you, but God, to rely on you. And so tonight, God, we say again, we are desperate for the power of the Holy Spirit. We are desperate for your son. We are desperate for you, God. We are not able or willing to live our lives anymore with uncertainty. It does not have a place in my heart. It does not have a weight in my heart. God, I thank you right now that you are highlighting and illuminating the things in our life that do not belong. They do not belong. They do not belong. God, I thank you by your power, by your spirit who does it lovingly. God, you're removing those things. You're highlighting them now. God, I thank you for the right friends coming into place now in the name of Jesus. I call out the Jonathans to come alongside the Davids now in the name of Jesus. God, wise counsel, good counsel, good friends, people that you will know, people that you will know, and they will know you, friends to call in time of battle. And when pending doom is at your doorstep, you can call them because you can trust them. And God, I thank you tonight for the people who are making the decision. They are drawing the line in the sand. They are saying, I am no longer gonna live a life where I'm uncertain, wondering and worrying and fearful about what my future says, but I'm gonna rely on what the word of God says. I know the plans that I have for you. They're plans to prosper you. They're good plans for you. I have my best set aside for you. God, I thank you for a brand new elevation of certainty in our life. Will we be marked as a people who are certain? We believe in you. We love you. 
God, I thank you that you're pouring out your spirit. There's fresh anointing from heaven right now. Fresh oil, fresh oil, fresh oil. God, I thank you that you are good. You're powerful, but you are loving. God, I thank you that you are the great replacer. You take things that are confusing and frustrating and you make them clear. You take fear and throw it to the side and say, no, 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 peace for you. You take uncertainty and put it behind you and say, no, no, I'm a God who is certain. God, we bless you, we honor you, we praise you in your house, the best place on earth for a human being to be. God, I thank you for miracles and testimonies. This is, this is what I hear. Are you guys good? This is literally a milestone in your faith. It's something that you look back on years later and you look back on January 26, 2022 at 7.51 p.m. where something on your system switched. The dial of what you've been living was set to alignment. God, I thank you that your word is jumping off of pages. God, I thank you for dreams and visions in the middle of the night. God, I thank you that we know that we know that we know that we hear from you. God, I thank you that the best days of this church are ahead. God, I call out leaders now. I call out disciple makers now. I call out the best preachers and prophets the world has ever seen. I call out the next generation. God, I thank you for young people in our city. God, I declare that the United States of America is a nation after God. When we fortify ourselves with you, what can come against us? What could defeat us? What could take us out? We bless you. We praise you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.